0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. Daniel Routledge and Dave Forrester with you uh, to look back over uh, an upset-packed weekend of uh, British Basketball League trophy uh, action. Dave, we'll get to the exciting bit in a minute. Let's quickly run through uh, Wednesday night's Euro Cup game, where London Lions beat uh, Hamburg Towers 83-66. No Ovi Soko. He was suspended for a violation of team rules. Uh, apparently, um, he didn't play the rest of the games as well, so I assume that suspension lasted more than one mm. game, but nothing was said after that. Uh, Lucas Meisner was ill for the uh, for the um, Towers. This was a pretty comfortable game, really, for, for London. They had too much size, so Hamburg really struggled to score. And it, it wasn't until the second quarter that they started to get away, but they always looked likely to get away.
1: Yeah, Meisner was the guy who made the shots, wasn't he, in the first game? Yeah, he made, a lot of th- he made yeah, th- yeah, three. Yeah, 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 shooting, you know, yeah. Shooting, Pretty important piece for them. Um, yeah, it wasn't over the end. It wasn't over the end. Exciting commentary was all right um, <laughs> about that. Apart from that, I thought the the, the nearest thing to, to to kind of interest for me was it kind of gave us a real idea of London with everybody, mm. apart from circle. Yeah, because they did have everybody apart from Soko. Yeah, and basically by the beginning of the second quarter, when Solowade came out, Solowade came came in came in the game at the beginning of the second quarter, and he was their tenth guy on the floor. Mm. Right. So if you think of then Sokol was the eleventh because he's not there, mm. and then you, then you have um well, generally or well, Sokol would be the tenth, Solowade would ordinarily be the eleventh. Then you've got Wardibit twelve, Kumagum me and Caboza somewhere between thirteen and fifteen, and so mm. it really kind of gave you and I. And he started only, I think, in this game as well. Mm. So obviously they're trying to get really kind of involved, but he appears to be a bit of a sick note, you know. Mm. Um, so that was interesting to me. That 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 this is how he was planning on using everybody when when everybody was there, and of course they're, they're playing six Americans in Europe as well. Mm. Six Americans, six, American, six foreign players in Europe. Yeah, which they can't play in the big um, and it does give them, you know, a, a significant amount of depth It allows them to spare the minutes or spread the minutes around, um, you know, and gives them a real, um, platform to challenge on all fronts. Oops, mm. sorry. Um, and, um, you no, know, tough. They they, yeah. they 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 won the game. They won it yeah, comfortably. Yeah. They never were in jeopardy of losing the game. Nah. Hamburg were never in a situation, but it wasn't a game that Hamburg needed to win. Um because it would be nice for them to win. But you know, the, the I'm afraid the competition is uh, having been a newbie to the Euro Cup this year and having been pleasantly intrigued by it early on, the competition is beginning to drag for me. Mm. I know well, you've got a few weeks off games.
0: now, Dave. A few weeks to yeah, well, rest I, and recoup I mean, I mean, I'm before sure, we come I'm back sure. with the last four rounds.
1: Yeah, I'm sure the people in the people in um you know Fever Towers are immediately, you know. Typing, you know, the, the the notes to change the system because Forrester says so. is yeah. a bit. More it'd be it be Euroleague
0: um, Towers rather than Fever Towers. Don't go into that towers. political minefield.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for keeping me right. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, neither of them sponsor this, so that's mm. all right. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the really is the reality is, it's sport again. It's jeopardy. There's no real jeopardy. Um, London are probably going to finish sixth. That they might finish.
0: Probably going to finish seventh, yeah. I think.
1: Seventh, sorry, probably yeah, yeah. seventh, have a shot at finishing sixth, basically. And therefore, they're, who they play is not going to be in their gift. Where they right. play is not going to be in their gift. Um, and, um, you know, there's only four more games left. And outside of the Paris game, which I thought was great, albeit yeah. long, you know, I haven't really been. And that was McCray, I think when McCray went off and, mm. and Decker into 12. And that was a real game. And that was, there was something really on that because of the geographical rivalry almost because they'd built it up and they'd promoted it and all of mm. that. Can it do that for nine home games a year? You know, if you're playing teams from, you know, Macedonia or Montenegro or Poland, mm. you can't, not every game's going to be like like London, like yeah, London Paris. So I'm not sure where they really go. You know, I'm not sure if you look back at, if, if, let's say, and they've got every chance of winning the knockout game because if they've got all that players, they're a deep mm. team, therefore they can compete. You know, and they've yeah. got a, a experience, um, and they can compete, and if they make, you know, and if the coach gets their rotations right, and the um, and everybody's locked in, and, and they're all healthy at the time, you know, and if you win, if you beat Hamburg comfortably by like twenty, Hamburg are great, but you're beating yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you beat
2: them comfortably,
1: yeah, You can, we can win on the road. You've got a Puncher's chance, mm. but you know, for hypotheticals, if they lose the first game, you know, and out of nineteen, and they've ended up playing nineteen Euro Cup games, and say they're seven and twelve over those nineteen, or eight and eleven over those nineteen Euro Cup games. Um, it would be a hell of a lot of effort for really, I'm not sure that much, you mm-hmm. know, and appreciate there's credibility and there's coefficients and there's all that stuff. And I get that, I do, but I mean, it's just not a competition which uh, with a format, which really, enthuses me or encourages me and much preferred leicester the 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 FIBA europe the europe cup where they played six games and then if you get through you play another six games yeah yeah each of those and, six and, games. and until two years ago the
0: the format of the euro cup was similar to that so basically they used to have a group stage of uh six six group uh four groups of six i think it was uh and they would play each yeah. other ten games then you'd go through to another little group stage of four teams and you'd play each other and then the top two of those would go through to uh i think they were best of three at that at that period of time um yeah. but they changed a couple of years ago i think it was partly because teams wanted to play games after christmas game. yeah 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 so, yeah what so, a guaranteed games you're going to recruit
1: yeah. a team to try and compete in it and then you're knocked out before christmas and mm. you're paying a lot of money for a team that you didn't necessarily want and i get that it's where kind of the economics of the sport and the and the competitive framework of the sport clash mm, and those yeah. clashes are everywhere, obviously. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
1: but it's still a little bit like the BBL, you know, ultimately 36 games to eliminate two teams from the playoffs and then have a knockout playoff isn't in any way um optimal. And mm. I think it's the same with with, with the year. Um yeah. it takes so it takes away a little bit of kind of edge to it for me. Um, but you know, they did what they had to do, they showed up, they knocked they knocked enough shots down. They played the players with the team rotated. They got a full squad there, and they're a, they're a serious unit when they've got the mm. the amount of size and athleticism that they can put on the court. Um, yeah. You know, with Oni in particular, and you know Oni and Decker and Urban and Zubchic, You know, there's, and the two centers as well. That, that's a lot of size. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even for Europe, you know, a lot yeah. of athleticism. So, and and they have started defending 3.9 a little bit better. So, you know, maybe that's an improvement that's going to take them further. Mm. But, yeah, it was what it was. Uh,
0: As you say, a comeback never looked likely. And uh, even if they thought it was 11 points early in the fourth quarter from Luke Nelson, put the game away. So, Kufos with 17 points and 11 rebounds. Decker, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Nelson, 14 points, only 14 points. Uh, Yoli Charles, fourteen points and six rebounds. Kendall McCollum, ten, and James Woodward, uh, Woodard, sorry, uh, ten. They were fourteen of forty-four from two-point range. Hamburg, which sort of talked to the struggles with the size that they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deep breath. Here we go. Let's move to Friday night and start in Glasgow. Caffeine. (laughs) Caffeine. Understand. I have had some caffeine. Okay. This is uh, this is. This is what people are uh, tuning in for. I think. Caledonia Gladiators 52, <laughs> London Lions 50 uh, in the BBL Trophy uh, quarter-final. It It is quicker to say who did play than who didn't for London. Uh, so it was Josh Ward, Hibbert, uh, Solowari, we're Wolochi, Umo. There was a few spot minutes for Herb and Best, Nelson. And Shawman Ali Fraser looked to be dressed, by the way I did not I d I didn't I didn't uh, go into yeah, it. Yeah, he's
1: mentioned on the commentary that he was he was there, but he wasn't Gareth wasn't ready to put him in mm. in that game. But I think he will be playing at some point.
0: Yes. So London's lineup is the first question. They obviously put out earlier in the day lot. earlier in the day that three players, Decker, uh Taylor and um somebody else was injured, who was the third Only. person only was injured only. Um, but that obviously yeah. meant we didn't know what happened to soko presumably still suspended as he was suspended on yeah. wednesday uh and obviously mm. zubchich wasn't mentioned in any of it and wasn't playing and kufos yeah. wasn't mentioned in any of it and wasn't playing
1: yeah yeah that's about right and there might have be somebody else as well actually um because Taylor 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 was on Um, the injury list yeah yeah um you know we've been doing this for two and a half years Mm. and I don't think I've ever written maybe in the first couple of times and maybe I wrote some stuff down some notes down before we started but we never kind of stopped doing that um and you know, ever since Friday night, this game has been going around in my head, and it's been mm. like thoughts just being joined up all over the place to the point whereby I've been a bit irritable with everybody else, which has quite annoyed me. Um, the starting point was, um, in my head, was you ever seen The Matrix? You know, Keanu Reeves, he mm. kind of gets you know dumped to, a, to an alternate reality, mm. and all the different kind of lines, everything joins, starts to join up and, and make sense eventually. And it seems that, you know, we've talked well, on and off the past two and a half years, and to people have been but listening to, oh, well, you know, God knows how many hours of, of content. Um, you know, we've talked about basically everything kind of around the whole British basketball scene. It's very, at one point or another. Mm. Um, and I, but I don't think I've ever come across a game which has joined so many of those strands together. Mm. In relation to um you know but but the the politics, the governance, the um sporting contribution, the, the sporting nature of the game, the structure of the season, the impact of money, um, the motivation towards competitiveness, and because we're all in kind of areas that we've not seen before. Mm. And it seemed, you know, and the more I thought about this game, the more it kind of enveloped so many different things. And I still haven't quite worked out what I'm going to say, but, um, you know, in in total, in total. But it's not a straightforward situation that that ended up up in Friday. And and, and my overriding thinking about it and trying to get off all the surprises and all this stuff, my overriding emotion is irritation Mm. with a little bit of annoyance at what went down. Um, now, firstly, because obviously we we look at things from every side of it, okay. The game just very, I just talk very briefly about the game. The game was, was frankly bizarro, it was pretty awful to watch. Mm, mm. Um, Caledonia was pretty poor. Uh, In fact, you know, if anybody wants to, I suggest you go go and check out the the gladcast um pod interview that they did with them. Johnny Bunyan and Gareth Murray afterwards, whereby they beat Johnny Bunyan basically, well, it wasn't the B team, it was a C team. Mm-hmm. So we were rubbish. I didn't say we were rubbish, but he said mm-hmm. basically we took the ball over and missed a ton of shots. We should have put the game away earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts, all the things which he said, which were absolutely right. Okay. Gareth Murray gave London credit for playing hard, which was also absolutely right. Okay. And the game ended up 52-50. It was 44 43 with two minutes to go. And it was, you know, offen- you know, offensively inadequate. Now, why was it offensively inadequate? With. Well, for, well, there's two teams. Both of them are solid, hard-nosed teams. But both of them are coached to play defence. So the, the defence is good. You know, you, you can't say it's not. In relation to Caledonia, there was stuff with um, Sloan basically being on the court. He shouldn't have been on the court. Mm-hmm. He had he a had ribbon rib- he played 12 minutes, he looked like he couldn't move. I'm amazed he played that many minutes. He didn't start, which was a giveaway. So they're missing Sloan. Sloan's a major guy because he's a point of difference for them, particularly with his quickness and his scoring. You know, so that kind of mitigates a little bit for Caledonia. They also missed a ton of shots. Mm-hmm. You know, they missed a ton of a ton of makeable shots. Okay. So that's their offense talked about. And eventually Durham eventually came through and made some plays for them, and um, and that helped them through. Um London, what's London situation? Well, London situation is they they, were, they played, you know, basically 64 minutes with, um, no, Soloade and Kapoza played 64 minutes combined. They combined for two or 14 shooting. They had 11 turnovers between mm. them. You know? Now that just doesn't happen in professional basketball. Mm. If that's the way you're playing, you're not combining for 64 minutes. No. You know, you're not the coach is taking one look at this and thinking, this ain't working. You know, what else have I got? And that didn't happen in this game. The coach didn't do that. What London did in this game um, was, to my mind, watching it back, entirely pre-planned. Yeah. Um, they had four guys: 12, 13, well, 14, they, 15 they, they, on there. I don't the know roster. if you saw
0: the. In- I don't know if you saw the interview uh, before tonight's game with uh, Ryan Schmidt, but he said. Uh, I, heard, I
1: heard the gladcast one afterwards. I didn't okay. hear that. No.
0: He he said something along the lines of it. So it was important to give those guys big minutes, uh, the guys who haven't had big minutes so far this season, and also to give them a chance to win it at the end. I'm paraphrasing yeah, well, I'm going to debunk that also, in a minute. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's exactly the line that they're pushing. Mm. And I, I just disagree. With, I disagree with both the fa- both the concept of that. I think mm. that's wrong. But I don't think that's what happened. Mm. Right? And then um, uh, Clearly they've got an organizational line to put across, mm. right? And I get that. And the coach is the person who speaks out for the organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for reasons that hopefully I'm gonna get into and to justify, and then people might I might be wrong, people may say no, there's not enough evidence to support that, that's fine. Mm. But I don't get that, and I don't mm. agree with that. I don't think that's what happened. Okay. Um the biggest issue I have with the game as it was played was ultimately, um, well, actually, here's the thing. Start with a conclusion. The conclusion is the London Lions organisation did not want to win that game.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? The London Lions players did. No yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah,
0: there's no question about that. Whoever whoever goes out yeah. on the court, they're the going to playing to and, win. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's hard as hell. Yeah. But then you have the confidence. The, the organization, in my view, didn't. Yeah. The players did. What does the coach do? The coach is paid by the organization. Ryan Schmidt's a good basketball coach no question he's won in canada he's been on the nba in the league mm. he's handled himself this year um, he's handled a very an, an, an eagle full group with more than 12 players with players coming in and out mm. he's focused on the things you need to focus on to win he's focused on defense he's, they still seem to all like each other and they mm. still seem to respect him and that's easier said than done at this point of the season, when the, with the roster he's got, mm. right? So he is—he's a, a good basketball coach, right? And good basketball coaches are driven by one thing, which is winning.
2: Mm.
1: You now, you know, and, and appreciate it's slightly different. Maybe coming from the NBA background, whereby you win fifty, you lose twenty-seven games in a season—that's a brilliant season. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah you're fifty-five yeah, and twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and, and so you come into the BBL, you lose six games in a season. You may not win anything, and it's a disaster. You know. Yeah. But nevertheless, he knows that a win. Right. Now, what happened in that game um was that they had their numbers 12, 13, 14, and 15. Um, that's um Wartivit, Komagum, Willichume, and kabuza who were going to play the vast majority of the minutes. Yeah. Then they had to start one of the other guys. They started her band, played in five minutes, each half sat and down, he never came back.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: To rotate them, to rotate the other guys, you then have Sharma, best, and um Nelson. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you've got a trophy quarter final, so we're going to get to the, the governance thing and the competition thing about this in, in a minute. But just this: is what happened in the game first? Um, they rotated. They 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 were, they were rotated from my perspective by um, by plan on the on, basically this is how many minutes you're playing. You're playing ten minutes each. Mm. That's it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they play almost to the almost to the point they played ten yeah, minutes yeah, each, yeah, five yeah. minutes, six yeah. minute mark in the second quarter, six minute mark in the fourth quarter, they're back in, right. Mm-hmm. The problem that London had was that whilst they were playing hard, they could not score the ball. Whilst Caledonia were playing hard, Caledonia was scoring off their turnovers. Mm. And and ultimately, um, the only time that they had played with any fluency at all was when Nelson and Best were in the game. Mm. Nelson was plus 15 in nine minutes. Best was plus 16 in 10 minutes. Now, it doesn't matter how hard, right? How hard those other lads of those other guys are playing, right? And let's be honest, it's not about giving young guys minutes here. Ward Hibbett is not a young guy. Yeah. yeah Ward yeah, Hibbett's yeah. a proven basket. Soloade is not a young guy. There's two young players on that team. Well, mm. it's young and Caboza. That's it. No more. You know, they're not, not they've got a division two team. They could have sent that down there mm. and played some young guys if they really wouldn't want to do it that way. So you have a game, a one minute. What was it? Six minutes to go in the game. You've probably got the numbers there. You've got a what? A one point game or something like that. Uh, yeah. If
0: we're, I've got with two thirty to go. Uh, 44,
1: 44 Well, my interesting. The interesting thing is basically they put him on a run around the third quarter because Luke Nelson came in and basically you know made some shots. Sharma got a steal at the halfway line and dunked it, and. Um, and they had a rhythm going, and basically Caledonia were out of sync, and that game was just that was that was going to be tonight's game against Cheshire. London mm. were gonna run away with that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And you took all those guys out. Yeah. Right. Um now he's he's a good basketball, he's a very, very good basketball coach, right? Mm. And he knows that that is not the best way to win that game. Yeah. So then you get to the question: okay, how much. Does long term factor into it? How much does short term factor into it? How much does that game matter? How much does the whole season matter? It doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, if um, do you need to rest those guys longer because of the, the schedule that you've got coming up? Do you, you know, and obviously the schedule gets worse if they win. You have to play two more games in March. Yeah, yeah.
0: and 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 the other um, the other thing was the Paris game, which is the round eighteen game of the Euro Cup, just got moved from Wednesday to Tuesday. And that's the Tuesday after the trophy final. Two days later,
1: it is. But we have to think that that's probably going to be a, a pretty much null and void game, don't we? It's not going to be much on that game because they're not playing anything before the Tuesday. Uh, they've got a European game on the Tuesday. There's no other BBL game scheduled that weekend, so it wouldn't surprise me if they fitted a league game in there. You know. So. Well, I, no, no. But what I mean is,
0: if they'd made it to the trophy final, they would have been in Glasgow on Sunday, having to get to Paris on Tuesday. I, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, but I would imagine the. Logistics manager would be find it much easier to get a train from uh, from 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 Saint Pancras. Well, that may
1: be right. I, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. To be honest, I think there's a bit more going on than that. But just to get back to the game, so you take basically at that point you've got these guys who played really hard, who are really close, and then you have an interesting fa- an interesting thing which turns up when them um, was fouls out, mm. right? So was fouls out, and, and Gareth has basically been struggling for anything all game. And he decides he's going to go to finish the game with a Twin Towers lineup of Ali Hodzic Mm. and Tappé because they're not getting anything on the perimeter in reality. And at that point, if you're coaching to win the game and you have Sharma on the bench, you don't have Ward-Hibbett guarding Tappé, Mm. right? Ward-Hibbett is guarding Tappé in the last five possessions of that game. And you watch it and that's how they score.
2: Mm. Not because
1: Josh Ward did anything wrong, because Josh Ward is six foot four and Patrick Tapia six foot ten. Mm. Right? Well, any, you know, fifth grade basketball coach would have shown me that basketball game if they mm. want to win it. Right? Now, it's not, now, and this is where I said, oh, I want to give those other guys a chance to win it. Josh Ward Hibbert has played his heart out in that game. Mm. He wants to win that game. Mm. But he has to sit down because there's a better matchup for somebody else to come in. He will take that like a pro. He doesn't mind. Mm. Mm. You know those you know you know those lads, those guys might have gotten to a certain point in the game, but there comes a point whereby, if you're serious about winning, you make the necessary adjustments to win.
2: Mm.
1: and they didn't. And in fact, they left themselves, and that's why I say it was all predetermined. I, I just can't see you know I didn't, I didn't see the coach coach that game, and it gets even worse than that because we get to the point with two and a half seconds to go, mm. whereby they're on the baseline with an inbounds, you've got these young guys, you want to see them go through it. Call a timeout and draw up a play. Mm. Let those young guys, let those guys um, execute on a play. I'll show you that, that'd be development. Can they execute on what you asked them to do to get a shot in the last seconds to win the game? Didn't call a timeout in the whole fourth quarter. Really? Mm. You're trying to win? You got the ball on the bait, you're trying to win at the one-point game. You don't make a sub in the last six minutes, you don't call timeout in the whole fourth quarter. So that's why I, I'm debunking this stuff. That's why whatever Ryan said today about, you know, that's an organizational comment about wanting to give them the chance to win. If you want to give them the chance to win, give them a real chance to win. Match up properly at the end. Coach the game and call your timeouts Because that wasn't trying to win. That annoys me. That's irritating me all week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a question of just saying, oh, well, look at the guys they played or how many minutes they played. It's a fella, those those guys unfortunately weren't getting the job done. And you had guys on the bench who were getting the job done. And in any basketball game, you 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 look at the players that you've got and you decide who's um mm-hmm. who's going for it, who's playing well, and you play them. And he didn't. Now, um, there were some weird things about the game, obviously. Um you know, this interesting, there was a, um, you know, Johnny Bunyan took a foul with four seconds to go, which everybody thought was a great foul, and I didn't because they were up three, and Soluad was going away from the basket, mm. and I've never been one for fouling up three. I don't like it. I don't know why, but I think this is probably an example why, because, you know, in the BBA, you don't always get an offensive, a defensive rebound off a foul shot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And the, that foul gave them a chance to win, gave London a chance ultimately to win the game. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: um You know, um, but, and Tape made some, you know, made some plays down down the end, and Durham made a play off the dribble when he got matched up with Comigum on a switch, you know, which basically took took Caledonia home. But my overriding thing about that was, you know, don't go all the way to Glasgow. Don't ask all your players to put in a, a shift and then fail to coach to win the game in the fourth quarter. And that is not the way that a coach who is as competitive and as competent as Coach Smith acts, that's organisational. Mm-hmm. So when I say the Lions' organisation didn't want to win, or were not sorry didn't care about winning, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely a hundred percent certain of that. Now, sorry Dan, I'm on one. go. Oh, no, 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 no. You're day okay. Day yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no. You. I mean, there's almost no point in going through the through the end of it. You sort of covered it anyway.
1: Yeah, okay. Now where now where do all those other strands come in? Because it's a little in event you've seen the usual suspects movie, you know, it's a bit of you know the purple yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. kint, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, then, and then it all comes together and then, and then as as Kevin Spacey hobbles off with his yeah, limb, yeah, yeah detective yeah, yeah. figures out everything that's gone on, yeah. You know? and he Drops um, his and stick like, and walks into the, to the waiting car. Yeah, yeah, You know, you know, like, it, it, yeah, exactly. Um the greatest what the greatest skill the devil ever pulled was Convincing people he doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was thinking about well, that. Okay, well let's get into let's get into you know why why is this? So I'm I'm working on the pre- presupposition here that what I'm saying is right because I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If everything if anything I've just said isn't right, then basically or, or people don't agree with it, then you can ignore the rest of the conclusions that are about to come. Yeah. Because the the fact wouldn't be based. But this is what that was what it was based on. Didn't go a timeout. Didn't make any subs. Didn't match up properly didn't, you know, just just didn't show an interest in, in, in winning the game. Um. Why? Well, schedule, is it a schedule thing? Well, they have got, it would be two more games. It would be, you know, it would be a, you know, a cup final in March and a semi-final, which would actually be at Derby, mm. I think. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, it would have been at Derby, yes.
1: Yeah. Derby, right? So they could have said, you know, not, I've got no no disrespect for Derby, but Derby could have had the chance to play against some of those guys, which would be a once in a lifetime mm. experience. Or oh, London could have basically decided that these, this is the, this is the level that we need to level of player that we need to win the game and pick them, okay? Mm. that um, and then the final. Now you know, finals are great things. One of the one of the biggest things about you know basketball in in the UK, which is so different and may about may be about to be sacrificed on the altar of change, mm. is the fact that you actually teams actually have a real opportunity to win things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you win three games or four games, and you're in the final mm. and you're on live TV and you're eight thousand people there, and you've got the build up, you've got the local TV covering you. And yeah. 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 They also they also finals also provide a narrative a narrative to guide us historically. Yeah. Through the through the years, you yeah, know, yeah. and you know, and any team that has won either a triple or, yeah. or a sweep, you know, can I think properly say that they're a team that should be remembered.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Sweeps, obviously I'm slightly biased, slightly more than yeah, triple. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even so, yeah, yeah. If you win or, three out or, of four, or you, you win know, eleven out of twelve. Four or four, or 11 out of 12, you mm. know, then historically, yeah, you know, that gives us a, that gives us a kind of a, a market to say you're a dominant. Now they just basically pissed away a sweep in what they, they didn't, what they were interested in, in competing mm. for it. But this is where it gets a bit murky for me and a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, this is where the annoyance comes in as opposed to the irritation. Um. Firstly, I'm delighted that they did not up in a sweep because it makes, it still means we were the last year. Yeah, too. yeah, so yeah. Potentially Back the, last, so potentially like, the well, last ever as well. Potentially the last forever. Well, this is what I'm going to get to because there's mm. all sorts of speculation that the trophy's going next year. Mm. Right. Now, aside of the fact that, you know, we've just watched, you know, Derby, you know, basically handle Plymouth and we, mm. did, we had Worth two um, Solent three years ago, mm. um which is kind of the last, the trophy is the last kind of bastion of where the drawbridge isn't pulled up. Yeah, you yeah. Know, otherwise, the drawbridge is... So, to take that to one side, um, at this point in time, the speculation is that that's going.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We know that this league at this point in time has quite significant governance issues, right? I, I think they do, and I'll come to it in a second. But one of them, which has been, again, been um, raised regularly on social media and with you know with, with interested and more um, thoughtful posters is, you know, hang on, there's one club owns half the the equity in the league. Mm. That club has just basically, um, as far as I'm concerned, just reneged on the competition. just basically said, this is a competition that to us is not um, relevant. It's, It's far more important that we win the game at Cheshire on Sunday just mm-hmm. because of the lineups it without you can you know, yeah, yeah. this view yeah 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 um when we're five games clear in the league then it is that we win a one-off game which is two games from the final
2: yeah
1: right so they've basically um declared to all and sundry that this competition is not important to us then you get the fact that, you know, in three weeks' time, we're going to get an announcement saying, oh, we're not going to have a trophy next year. Mm. And that's a speculation. That's not coming from yeah. No. Well, Mark Wood's
0: Mark Woods put a tweet out two months ago or something about that the two trophy months. was being get, got rid of. So yeah. it's not...
1: And you you quite properly said, that if you've got more history than the cup, so what's going on there? Well, yeah. So um, my
0: my just I'll make that argument now. The trophy is the official competition of the BBL. It existed from 1987 onwards. It has the entire yeah. history of the league in it. It is the league's competition. It in some yeah. ways the forerunner of the trophy. The Anglo Scottish Last British Masters were the ones. That created the British Basketball League because they brought Scotland and England together to play a competition, which is where the British Basketball League came from. And it makes total and utter sense, as opposed to the Cup, which was created out of politics because Basketball England changed their eligibility rules. So the National Cup, uh, the BBL teams withdrew from the National Cup, created their own BBL Cup so they could still have the competition that takes place uh, and, and still have four. And then, so its history starts in two thousand and four. So when I'm sat there on Friday night in Leicester doing commentary, we run a VT at half time uh, showing highlights of the um, of the of the trophy of the cup final. Sorry, and and to hear rightly says in his narrative, three is the magic number. Leicester have won this competition three times. Leicester social media will yeah. tell you they've won it four times because they won the national <laughs> cup. So they say we've won four Cups, not three. But in the press pack, it says three. Pablo Cheeks, who's a historian of the game, been around forever watching the Great Worthing Days, is on commentary in Plymouth last week saying, oh, Herman Harid scored 32 points in the Cup Final. That wasn't in the press pack. Something, something, something. And actually, he scored 32 points in the National Cup Final. So I'm assuming when Hamill won the Cup a month, the National Cup a month ago, Herman Harid's record was in that press back because that's where it belongs so it's kind of untidy the cup and the trophy is not untidy and the argument i get back and i had this discussion with roe in the car on wednesday the argument you get back for why you wouldn't uh why you would keep the trophy and not the um uh why you would keep the cup and not the trophy is because it's the first one of the season well the bbl trophy originally was being played in december and january in the final so (laughs) tick you can move it it doesn't matter uh because it's played in birmingham well the bbl trophy final has been played in birmingham more times than any other city so you can move it back to birmingham it would be in keeping with the history it began in birmingham uh well it uh the trophy messes with the schedule because it's later in the season well it's only messed with the schedule because you don't put it in in the same way you put the cup in at the beginning so you can tick that one well it's something about the format and the thing well the format has changed for both knockout competitions so you can change them again you can do whatever you want so if you're getting rid of one trophy one competition it would make more sense from a historical point of view, from a contextual point of view, from a narrative point of view, to keep the one that has history all the way through and is, quote-unquote, belonging to the league as opposed to the one that was created for politics and is messy. And even people who've been around as long as Pablo Cheeks get confused as to which is which. End of rant. Carry on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Carry on. I would say it. makes no sense to get rid of either. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, if you're the asking me, if you're asking me, my thing team, is,
0: my thing is, I would keep two. Why would I keep two? Because uh, the 500 people who went from Ellesmere Port or Cheshire area last year in their T-shirts, uh, who made the atmosphere in 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 the Emirates Arena that Cheshire are unlikely to win the league and they're very unlikely to win the playoffs. Historically, the team that wins the league or finishes second tends to win the playoffs. It's very, very unlikely that a team from outside of the top two slash three wins the playoffs. So those knockout competitions provide an opportunity for the teams lower down the league, whoever they are, whether it's Leicester in 2001 or Cheshire last season, To win something and what that does is it creates great excitement in that local area in the smaller markets quote unquote um and and therefore and you know we're a football nation and what do we have we have two 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 uh, two two cup competitions and i know i'm a season ticket holder at a football team and i choose whether i want to go to the cup games or not because i have to pay for them extra but i know what they are and i understand them and my team won one of them a couple of years ago and your team might actually win something this year it might you know it might happen and and that will be celebrated oh, for for, well, this for, yeah. for days on end if it does happen and that's the that's kind of the point of those knockout competitions it is the fact a it tells you the historically great as you as you talked about is if you can win three or four trophies then you are in a historical bracket but b it also gives everybody else a chance anyway that's my that's my personal thing but nobody cares what I think if we get rid of one we get rid of one I just say get rid of the one that make the one that's complicated to explain rather than the one that isn't anyway carry on
1: well they should care what you they should care what you think because you know about it um mm. and knowledge is something that's important and by the way if you be Manchester United in the Carabao Cup final, that he would be drunk for a four
0: yeah 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 uh, it's on a Sunday as well you, we're we're, are we pushing the yeah, Sunday night breakdown into about a Wednesday or something <laughs>
1: Just, this place but this place is very silly. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So th- that that brings us on to the whole governance thing a bit, you know. So we've got, you know, the company that the club, which is run by the organisation, which has forty-five percent of the equity in the league, which is basically punting on the trophy and saying we are not bothered about winning it. Um. That's not good, we, but it goes further, right? At this point in time, the the BBL, and I've been stuck, I got stuck into GB basketball, and I've got stuck into basketball England, so I'm also going to allow myself to get stuck into the BBL at the moment a little bit as well, because of the things that this kind of brings about, right? Um, The BBL has governance problem. It has 10 clubs, okay? Um, Obviously London, are run by 777. They own 45% of the equity in the league. Manchester, are run by the league. They don't have an owner at the moment. Plymouth effectively run by the league, they have a figurehead in Plymouth but the league owns a vast majority of their shares. I don't know the exact numbers, okay. If London had gone to Manchester and decided that they didn't want to win that game because Manchester needed the income more, because, you know, because it wasn't important to them. We have a situation where a team being owned by a club being owned by a team which has a significant interest in the league getting stronger and the revenues of the league improving, and therefore the sale of a Manchester team, which is currently unowned to a significant buyer, going and playing a competitive game in Manchester, um, not wanting to win it as an organization. Now, the situation that we're in would not be tolerated in any other sports. Okay, you cannot have a situation whereby um, the league is de facto running two and a half teams, three teams. Well, let's say the league, 777 not the league, there's a structure, there's an executive board, there's a board and all that stuff. So t- just take London out of it hmm. for a second. But there's two other teams that, that are basically being run by the league. That is a conflict of interest everywhere you look. Right now, it happened in the NBA many years ago, David Stern had to take over, in, I think it was New Orleans, and he actually hmm. cancelled a trade. Mm. Um, with Chris Paul because he he thought it wasn't equitable. Mm. You know, and they had to step in and do that, you know, and that to do that, to make a point that just because this group hasn't got an owner, we're not going to um allow them to be to be run over. It's of real when you go to a basketball game, you go to any sports game. You know, you, you can't have two, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't have the same person owning two clubs in the Premier League. You can't have the same person owning two county cricket clubs or two rugby clubs, the same entity. You have to have absolute transparent, transparency and governance. And at the moment, we have none in relation to uh, uh, the way that the league is run. Now, this is a problem. This isn't about the new CEO because Aaron Raiden has to do the job as dictated to him by the clubs. You know, his job is to build it, his job is not to run it. He's not stern. He's not silver. He's not. He's not. Even them. They, even they are beholden to the organ to the clubs. Um. But it is a significant concern to me. Um. That when you get a situation like this, because you know, as I say, London, London's organization is not going to win this game. Mm.
0: You know, because there's, there's another opens, there's
1: another element. Opens up enormous can of worms.
0: Yeah. 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 There's another um, element to this.
1: The,
0: there's I another element. We get to that point. There's another element to this, which is uh Leicester were told last year that they couldn't rest players after they won the league. You know, we've seen it happen in mm. years gone by where they they played Seanwood yeah, and delicious. Newcastle yeah. And Leicester were told, okay. and I think they were threatened with a fine. I can't remember. I, I, I had a conversation and was this was what I was told. Then there was a game I did uh I think it was two years ago. Um, where Leicester were playing London in the final game of a cup group game that meant nothing. It it didn't it had there was yes. no impact. So both coaches were keen to basically not quite Charmwood versus Absolutely. Barking, but but somewhere and, it, and they were told they weren't allowed to do that because of the integrity of the competition. Now, in this yeah. situation, three guys are out injured, one guy is suspended, so you sort of go, Well, that's fine, but then still not everybody played well, so how, how does back, those two things in, marry up
1: well in relation to how well it doesn't mm. you know in relate now now in relation to the guys that they've got on the team sheet they've got to put it on the team sheet yeah they put eight senior players have been practicing all young yeah, teams. yeah
2: yeah
1: i've got no problem with that they can put on whoever they want in the team sheet i got no problem with that and i don't think it's something that i think it's very difficult for any you know, I'm not suggesting that, that, that there's a sanction here that, that can appropriately be taken. No. I disagreed, by the way, with the decisions to say, you know, th- those things you're talking about, you know. You yeah, yeah, no, me sh- too. I disagree with it, them too. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just totally wrong. You know, ultimately, And London can put whoever they want on the team sheet, and they did, and I've got no problem with them putting those eight guys in the team sheet. Mm. None at all. Um, so that's, that's all they're obligated to do. What I've got a problem with is that when it came to give it when they had a real and if they lost this game by 20, we're not having this conversation, yeah, just would, moving yeah. on and saying that yeah, was 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. Right. But yeah. the reality is that they got to a point in this game where that game, everybody knows that they could have won it, mm. that they should have won it.
2: Mm.
1: And and the reality is the coach did not coach to win it. Mm. Right? And I can say that as somebody who's watched this, who's been around basketball for 30 years, and and has watched games, has coached games and all has made you know, there were too many decisions that could have been made to improve your odds of winning the game that were mm. not made,
2: mm.
1: right? When you throw that together with the weekend lineup, when you throw that together with a backcourt that's two of 14 with 11 turnovers mm. and a backcourt coming off the bench that's destroying the opposition in 10 minutes, when you put that in with timeouts, that, that that's it's non negotiable to me. That is what happened. Coaches under orders, basically, not to lose but to do nothing to assist winning, mm. right? Now, that creates all sorts of issues with those, with the players, it creates all sorts of issues um for the sport. You know, it, it, you know, we you are entitled to expect as what going to watch an entertainment product, you're entitled to expect from my perspective, once a game starts, once the ball is tossed up, that everybody should be doing everything they can to win. We played those games against when we were in the sweep in 14, 14, 15, we played Cheshire and Leicester after we'd won the league. Mm. And we were knackered. We had no we had about, mm. We we had to, we produced four kids from um, the Northumbria program, mm. you know, Gregor Gray, Jack Wilson, Jack mm. Thompson, all that stuff. Because we literally we, we had a couple of guys who probably could have played, but you know we played with mm. three and a half senior players.
0: Yeah,
1: right. But I'll tell you something. When that ball went up, we tried yeah, yeah. to win.
0: Yeah, well, the, the same. You go back yeah. to Leicester played um, after winning the league uh, at Worcester with Connor Washington and the Charmwood team basically, and 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 yeah. had a. Lost by about six or something, you know. There's no doubt.
1: I remember speaking to Fletcher half time in that game because it was only him and Charles and somebody, maybe one of the other senior guys playing. Saying Fletcher needs you to score, but he said, "I'm trying to get these guys involved." You know, we need. It was against Cheshire, and that Mm. was a Taylor King team, so it was a good Mm. team we were playing against, and we were trying to win. You know, the scoring matter, but once your innate competitiveness kicks in, you're trying to mm. win. When that is not there from the whole unit on the court, and that includes the people on the bench, that is a problem. And that's mm. why I don't get, and I, I debunk and I do not accept it, what Ryan Schmidt is saying um, about, you know, we felt it was right to give those kids a chance to win the game. Well, that's fine, but Josh Ward isn't a kid, and you left him guarding somebody who's six foot 10 when you've got a centre on the bench. Mm. You've got a timeout you can call to give them a play to run. You didn't call it. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm calling it out. I just don't think it's right. But as I say, where does that? Where does that bring us in relation to governance in relation to teams picking and choosing which, which um, games they want to win, which games they want to lose? I mean, look. Let's let's go full cons- full on. You know. You know. Crackpot conspiracy theorist stuff mm-hmm. here, right? What does the league want? Finding Glasgow? Does it want London v London like it was three years ago? No. Mm. Does it prefer Glasgow playing in a final in Glasgow to yeah, sell yeah, tickets? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. And I'm saying full on
0: conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. When it, you, there, when uh, I, I, the I, league, I hundred, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get, I, I agree with you. The, the counter argument to that is they've been selling tickets for this competition for over a year, and which two teams get in, it doesn't matter. It changes the atmosphere. It, it, it matters to a degree because if Cheshire get in, uh, they, last year because they haven't been in the final for a few years they'll bring 500 and it's not a million miles from from cheshire so you know leicester brought a lot more people to the final than london did in the cup final because it's closer they've got a a more mature fan base etc and i agree
1: with you because i never, i don't because i'm not a conspiracy theorist right but it's the appearance yeah 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 yeah
0: Yeah, yeah right it goes it's back it's to sheffield. the old national cup where sheffield made the final every year and it was in sheffield arena and they used to get a plum draw every year and it looked like it was rigged whether it was yeah, rigged exactly. or not it didn't matter it just looked like it but none
1: of this none of this matters or, none or, of this comes or in, in the
0: women's time. the old women's national cup we used to get sheffield and ronda in the final every year and it's like what they've never been drawn in the semi-final once. Well,
1: and <laughs> and but none of this matters if london Make the adjustments and still lose. Yeah, yeah. In that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. None of it matters to me. Yeah. You know, if Caboza might make that shot and they win. And they might, come yeah, yeah. And Everyone's saying what a genius. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, but the reality is, you know, that is the first time this season. You know, and I, and I don't buy that. I'm afraid the too many games or the, or the. You, you know, know what? They, if they'd they have done it the to other way around. it Doesn't yeah. look like that. Yeah. You know, Fifteen players. Yeah. Yeah. You know the whole, the whole, the whole sense of of dominating for a season, the memorableness of a season comes from winning in adversity. Yeah, yeah. I get that they're playing eighteen more games. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they've yeah, got yeah. fifty players. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Right. Uh, you look back and you know the the, the 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 games that you enjoy the most are the games. Um, thinking back, where I think, Jesus, I don't know how we won that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went. We, we uh, we went to Plymouth with no guards mm. and you know and no head coach. You know, and, and the Plymouth guys are warming up, and there's Fletcher, Andrea Jones, Drew Lasker sat on the bench and Fabs mm. back in Newcastle with the Achilles done. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh well, who's my point guard? Andy Thompson or Scott Martin?
2: Mm.
1: You know, mm. we won that game. Yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: you know, and it's like that isn't a com- that, that that you know, that's but that, that is an accomplishment which is far greater than, you know, winning X 500 games. Just, just winning that game which helped us ultimately to win the league. You know, if you want to be, you know, you want to have all the resources in the world, then don't start complaining to me about too many games. Mm. Don't start, you know, and even then, don't prioritize a league game which you can afford to lose mm. over a one-off competition game which you can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, then, as I say. If they'd done it the other that. way around, I don't think we'd have spent more than a couple of minutes talking about it.
1: No, and then justify that on the basis. Oh, it's important that the guys, these guys, got some experience in a one-off game. Mm. Well, which guys? Two of them: Bradley Caboza and uh, sorry, three: Comigum Caboza and um, Zamoko um, Yeah. Three guys. That's it. Right in a one-off game. What? It's not you know you can't do that in the league game and and, and, and see see what you've got with them. Mm-hmm. No, it, it doesn't pass the smell test. Um and so that is more that's probably more so than what happened. That is more of an issue for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that I feel like we're being gaslit um in relation to what is going on. I don't know if there's some form of concern in, in the in, in at 777 that if London win everything by too much, there'll be calls to they win the sweep and they do it and they dominate everybody. Then there'll be calls to kind of rein in the spending or something to, to, to bring it back. So I don't know if they're playing a long-term game in relation to that. You know, maybe a spring a salary cap back in because we can't have, you know, the the, 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 mm. most of the balance competitive balance has been too done. So they say, oh, well, we've lost in the trophy. You see, can't complain. Somebody mm. else won. I don't know. Um, we also know that, to be frank, you know, London are running on an operation which is very different to anything we else, anything probably you or I have ever seen in the BBL. Mm. Insofar as they have a proper GM.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You know, and we've never, we've never officially had GMs in this country, really. Well, you had people like about it going back Rick to Taylor the, yeah, and
0: David. Jay Goldberg and people like that
1: yeah maybe that's going back it's slightly, different. Were, it, they, it slightly were, different it was slightly different i don't different. think they were that's not a basketball was, no. was a basketball coach was he
0: no he wasn't no, no.
1: no and then no, brett no, Berman was you know so i'm yeah, talking yeah. about basketball gms and yeah, yeah. bringing in the american now that has already led to a level of dysfunction at london because we know what happened last year you know they went through three coaches they went through mm-hmm. vince then they went through james via which in a very strange kind of set of circumstances by who who was he playing? Who wasn't he playing? Was he actually coaching the team or was he being mm. told who had to play? And he eventually walked away for reasons which had never, ever been satisfactorily explained. Mm. Um, and then they ended up with a, a stopgap coach with... with I think Ryan Schmidt coaching from... Stories in relation to the dysfunction between the GM and the and, and, and the, and the situation there. were out there. This year, now now you've got a situation whereby, you know, they may be taking a decision which they think is best organizationally, best financially, whatever. Um, but the word came down that if we lose this game, it does not matter. Mm. And we do not need to tr- we do not need to impact that game the way that we need to, to do things that we do to win it. Mm. And that's a problem. Mm. That's what annoys me. That's what irritates me. It is um I think mean, it's it's disrespectful to the competition. But I kind of that's all it's a bit kind of a cliche argument for me. You know, You team you can put whatever team out you want, and whoever wins the competition earns it. There's no, I don't do asterisks. You know, if you win, you win. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you, don't. Same, same. Uh, you know, but what you know, you know, we're in we're in murky waters in relation to governance. You know, the last thing that can happen that, that this league can afford is any suggestion that the two teams, once that ball is thrown up in the air, are not entirely committed to doing everything they can to win. And I'm afraid I'll just put that suggestion out there. Mm. And, you know, if you, if you agree with it, you agree with it. If you don't, you don't. But if you agree with it, I would hope um, that the, that the first thing that people do in the league, at the league, is look at clearing up the potential competitive conflicts of interest, which are arising as we speak. Mm. In relation to this type of stuff. And if the answer is, I'm afraid the stop gap, well, we've been doing this for 35 years, but we're just going to get rid of the trophy because to be honest, we don't want the team of playing in Europe to play three extra games. Mm. Well, that's not that's that's for me, that's not an answer. It's not even a stick in plaster. Mm. It's a you know, it's it's a sop. You know, it you know, let's just change the system, let's make it easier to understand. You know, with all due respect, Bollocks play every game and win. Mm. And if you don't play every game a win, then to me basketball karma will get you in the end. So they're not going to be a sweep team. Um they should have been a sweep team. Mm. Um they, they've they I think made a conscious decision that it wasn't that important to them to to sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they might be right in due course. They have that decision, that that's their decision. I, I do think it's somewhat um unfortunate. Yeah. You know, it's just not the way well, not the way I've grown up in any sp- not the way I've grown up around basketball, but certainly no. in relation to football. No, certainly, no, no. In relation to any sport I've been involved in, it's just mm. not the way I you know, I could conceive of proceeding. And I'm, I'm guaranteed if you said to the other nine coaches in the league, exactly, they would say exactly the same.
2: Mm.
1: You know, they're not, you know, they are trying to win it. If Once that ball goes up, you try and win in every way, shape or form. And sorry, Dan, the final thing is, this development of young players stuff. Well, you know, with well, may is probably going to go off to college, um, he's 18, he may stay, he may, I don't know, um, but he's, you know, he's not, you know, if they're into Euro League realistically, he's not going to play many minutes for them. Mm. Um, Caboza has got a lot of work to do, right, and I don't think you develop a guy by basically playing him out of position for 34 minutes, where he's having a nightmare and he can't get the ball over half court, or he's turning the ball over, um, I don't think that was a development point, I think if you want to develop him, you put him in a position around a point guard, you, don't, you don't play off a point guard. And Comagum um, is solid, but he's out of college. So he's, he's still, a, he's a first-year pro out of college. So he's, he's described as a young guy, but he's played four years in American college, you know? So, and then the other two, Ward Hibbett and Soloward or anything but. Mm. I, I don't buy that either. Mm. Just don't buy that argument either. You know, But best way, get through the semifinals, beat Derby, then put them in the final. Caboza actually came came to light in the final last year.
0: Yeah, he year. did. Yeah, he did.
1: You know, he's not going to have that opportunity this year because because they didn't want it you know and so you how you know what a better way if you want to develop them, play them have them play in playing for the 6000 people in the final just get there just win mm. Mm. sorry i'm getting i've had enough now
0: yeah same let's uh, just throw the stats out that were worth uh, noting um They were 0 for 14 from three, Caledonia. Uh, The last team to win a game with no three-pointers was Manchester, who beat Bristol 66-59 in 2020, December 2020. It's only the seventh time since 2008 somebody's won with no three-pointers. This was the third-lowest-scoring game in BBL history. Sheffield 47, Doncaster 53 in 1994, Leicester 60, Sheffield 40, in october 2013 and 52 by caledonia was the lowest score that a team has won a game with uh, i should probably give the scorers as well uh, very well hey
1: Sorry. yeah no durham played very well durham, yeah. durham
0: nine yeah. of 15 24.6 rebounds on west with eight was the next best and he found out with six minutes ago or more than that maybe uh, yeah. ward Hibbett 14 and 8 urban in seven minutes was their second highest scorer uh with seven. seven um
1: yeah, and um how many games has, has Hermann played in the last, last month? He's hardly played, he's been yeah, deregistered yeah, yeah. for about
0: three yeah, 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 Yeah.
1: Seven minutes. Uh, 12 minutes, seven
0: points. Sorry if I said that the Twelve, wrong way around. Sorry. 12 minutes, seven Twelve points. Minutes. Uh and they were sixteen of fifty-one shooting. Um, a lot of bricks in the first half from both teams, to be fair. Oh. Right, let's uh let's park right now uh leicester riders 78 sheffield sharks 79 no pat Whelan with a toe injury uh men's is still in the starting lineup love in for, love in as opposed to loving uh love in the uh five for uh instead of uh Whelan. this was similar to the league game that these two teams uh, had at the morning side earlier this season where cook was doing all of sheffield's scoring Early on, but the teams were still trading baskets. It was a, a one-point game. Twenty twenty-one, high scoring after seven minutes.
1: Yeah, well, well, kind of. There are certainly, you know, I've got my, my, my saying of you know, you lose one play generally improve. That doesn't apply when it's the best player, best shooter in the league. Um, is subtraction by subtraction. That's a problem for Leicester, mm. and as a result. It actually resulted in a little bit more of a knock on impact as well. Oh, God, it's nice to get a basketball, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um a knock on impact. Yeah, a knock-on impact as well, because um Mackenzie started, but he started at a two-guard, and yeah, Leicester yeah. are generally a team who don't really share point, point guard kind of um responsibilities much. Generally, if you're handling, you're handling. So um love starts so love comes in but that then shifts Mackenzie off to the two which means the timing on a lot of their screen and roles is very different in relation to the stuff that, that, that they're used to running so it has a kind of a double knock-on effect and love's obviously only been there like three three weeks so that's it's tough um then on top of that you know at the end of the day Leicester still have this ongoing issue in the middle this year um and Coke destroyed Menzies early on Menzie's made a couple um Coke, Menzie's made a couple of shots to go around mm-hmm. but Menzies could guard it and he played, Mendy's played five minutes each half, and basically Coke scored him every time he got the ball. And um, so that's a a very good, now now with Sheffield at times this year, they've been very, as you say, they've been very stagnant. You throw it to Coke, and then Coke sits down after five minutes, and okay, what next? Mm. Well, their lineup changes have kind of aided their fluidity in relation to their scoring, so they weren't in that situation in this game, and they were knocking down shots, you know? But by Bennett Coke establishing himself, the way he did, and he scored with hooks, and he sort of floaters and basically um, in the second half, they had to start doubling him as a result. Um, that gave Sheffield a foothold in the game, and with that foothold in the game, you know, it then became very much a, a kind of a game of cat and mouse mm. um, in relation to who, you know, who's going to make shots, who's going who's gonna to have a run, because neither team was able to properly impose their defense on the other. And Sheffield are. Oh, Actually, you know they're they're comfortably better offensively than they were before Christmas. I'm not sure that they're better defensively. um That's just because of the the nature of the players that they brought in. Some of the lineups that they're running now are smaller. At times, they're running three guards, and their, their help side isn't quite what it was. um So what we had was a little bit of kind of a mini shootout going on. It was a question of kind of who's going to make the most shots when it matters.
0: So both teams had a, a lead of about six points or so through this game, but they never got it away. And as you say, it was a sort of uh, it, it's just a bit back and forth. So I almost want to spin it through to the to the end of the game. And um,
1: well, just before you do that, just, to, just, just because of something that interested me in this game. And um, firstly, around the third, you know, because obviously I'd been watching Sheffield and Newcastle a little bit before, mm. and about the third quarter. I think the end of the third quarter of that game was about 58-62 or something like that, 64-60. Yeah. And it was basically exactly the same in this game. You know, yeah. The stores were almost identical. And you're waiting to see, you know, basically it's, Newcastle, Sheffield went through a seven-minute drought, and you didn't know where the ball was meant to be going, and they, they were kind of a bit of a disorganised mess, to be honest, mm. and and basically the game kind of just drifted away from them. And what I thought in the fourth quarter was that, that they you know, they'd really taken that to heart. I thought Ativa really got the, it, it really worked on what he needed. And he also made some personnel decisions. Um, he started, um, he was far more willing to go with the three guards, um Casco, um, and um, Nelson. He basically benched Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um And I thought Sheffield were better for it in the first half. Though, he came in, knocked down a three, then he, Chucked up a, another three threes, missed them all, waved his arms a bit, blocked the shot and kind of waved his arms a bit more. And then, you know, a few looks over his shoulder. And I just don't, you know, I am I don't see him as a fit for them. I, don't, I think Atiba kind of decided that as well. So, you know, if you're going to win in Leicester, you've got to go with guys who are, who are into it. And I thought Glasgow was excellent in this game. Um, Ramsey's a little bit up and down, but, you know, he, he gives you what he gives you. He's still... travel trouble as well he, with him. he trouble the league. Yeah. And he, you know, decision-made decision not right. But what Les, what Sheffield did in the fourth quarter for about from about the five-minute moment five minute mark on was they basically ran the same play. Mm. And Glasgow brought the ball, He threw it to Coke at the top, Rutino screened down, Nelson came up, screen a row with Coke on the left side for Nelson to get to the middle. They ran it about four or five times in a row, which means that that's coaching. That's what the coaches decided. This is what we're going to run when it matters. Now they didn't have that at Newcastle the week before. Castle mm. the week before it was your turn, my turn, what's going on, who we're doing. Okay. Mm. And so I was impressed with that. There was then there was kind of a sequence of there was a few calls that actually I thought Sheffield didn't get kind of in the middle of the fourth quarter. Um, there was one um, where there was a push from behind. There was a push call on a tip from behind in in transition, um, which I thought was pretty awful. There was then an, unspo- an unsportsmanlike foul call, which I didn't think was much of an unsportsmanlike foul, and I'll come to that in a second. And then Bennett Cook got, got Cook got hacked on the on the screen roll with. Um, Nelson and didn't get a call either, and I thought the unsportsmanlike one has happened three times this week, and it's beginning to frustrate me. Um, it's you know you know the situation whereby the refs are almost predisposed after a quick turnover, if the, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the back if there's a coming together, you know, and maybe a reach in or an elbow or, or an arm or a shoulder it doesn't take much, just a hand in. Mm. That's there's a predisposition towards calling that unsportsmanlike, yeah, and I get that. But the problem is that that is a result. That's a com- it's a conflagration of the two rules. Okay, if that's the last man, absolutely. If it's from the side or behind, it's the last man. It's no automatic on sportsman like, mm-hmm. right? But we've got this new rule this year about take fouls, which is basically slowing down the the fast break. Is also mm-hmm. going to be one. Now the one that Nichols got, I think it was kept by Nichols, got called yeah, for in this yeah. 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 game. Yeah, And um, there was a turnover. Yeah, and he did reach in, but he reached yeah. in towards the ball, and yeah. there was another man behind him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, that's my reading a... of the rules is that's an unsportsmanlike foul. But...
1: Why? It's not. It's, not it's not from behind. No, but, but there was another man behind him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an attempt to stop the fast break.
1: I thought it was an attempt to play on the ball.
0: Mm, well,
1: well, I think if it's attempt, to, if it's attempt to play on the ball, if it, it, it's resulted in stopping the fast break. Yeah. Okay. But does it? And there was one today, and we'll get to with LVC Dusha against Derby exactly the same where there was a reaching on the wing
0: yeah I thought outside, that was sportsman like as well But I don't yeah because
1: I think I think that that is a, a result of, and I might be you might be right and I might be wrong but that's a result of we're used to it being called now because it's a last man mm. but if that isn't the last man then the, then my understanding is and I might be wrong that the the fouls being called not because it stops a fast break but because the referee judges it was a deliberate act to stop a fast break
0: I'll, yeah. I'll 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 double check it I'll double, yeah, double check, check it uh, both of those to me look like unsportsmanlike fouls yeah, yeah. you you because kind
1: you of you see, that's because you've been brainwashed by yeah you. yeah yeah that's well it.
0: yeah yeah basically yeah, like, and, and yeah. because before that yeah. I watched so much European basketball where they used to make that foul and it'd be a sideline ball I was like Jesus can we stop yeah, this but and in in the now
1: when they go going to the videos the refs aren't calling those no they're there's been a couple
0: there's been a couple actually this year that I've been certain we're going to be unsportsmanlike and weren't anyway so
1: anyway I thought got the rough end of a couple of calls and i think they got one back and then it came down with quite an entertaining last two minutes
0: so you've jumped a little bit ahead so oh, glasgow sorry. glasgow makes a three point an 18 point uh 18 three point shooter makes three pointer in the 18. corner to, 18 uh to really? yeah yeah to put what? them up 68 uh 74 with four to play jackson makes a tough one in the corner 73 74 and and then free throws for Glasgow and Nelson, 73 78, just over two minutes to play. Um, an incredible three pointer from Jackson, late shot clock, had to shuffle his feet about, hadn't quite got it right. Uh, 153 to go, 76 78. Then we get to the unsportsmanlike foul that we've just uh, debated with 129 to go. Kimball McKenzie with two free throws, 78 apiece. Timeout Sheffield. Um, Leicester obviously have the ball and run a play. Uh, Love steps into a a nice looking three point shot. I'm sure that's kind of how they drew it up, but it it didn't it didn't drop. Uh, in. Yeah,
1: well, I thought I thought it was kind of an early shot. I don't think I think I was surprised Love was in the game and Connor wasn't. I'll be honest at this point. Um, obviously, Rob's figuring out what he's got with Carrick and Love. Mm. Um, I don't know. Connor's not played that many minutes since he came back. I'm not sure what. It he, was I that.
0: think he was also one of six in that game as well. So.
1: Well, he was, but he's been there. He's done it. Mm. You know. I mean, you know, if it's, a, you know, it's, you know, I'm. I was. You know, you look at that box score. I'm surprised Connor plays 12 minutes. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, unless there's stuff I don't know about, which there probably is in relation to his health. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't think that was the greatest shot by Love. But yeah, go on. Uh, Nichols goes quick, uh, at Nelson
0: Henry is straight up. He misses, uh, Jackson with a runner at the other end. Uh, he misses, but Nelson Henry gets an offensive rebound and then, uh, loving late in the shot clock pump fakes, trying to get, uh, Ramsey to bite, but Ramsey knocks the ball loose. And then Nelson's fouled, uh, as he attacks the basket, uh, mm. and he goes to the free throw line with 44.8 seconds to go makes one of two, 7879.
1: Yeah, I thought Sheffield played good defence, to be honest. Mm. I thought Jack, you're right, Jackson. Jackson's a baller. I and mean, mm. Jackson, Jackson really is a baller. I mean, he, he, he actually gave Leicester a shot at winning this game mm. when probably it was done, um, but, you know, and, and he just looked at this just his ability to to take over games and, and to step up, and, you know, it's his third year now, and that's kind of the progression of the player. Over the time, Um, you're right about Glasgow, 18%. He was 38% last year. I wouldn't be guarding him like he's an 18% three point shooter Mm -hmm. if he was playing against me. Um, But um, yeah, so Sheffield's defence I thought was pretty good. They were pretty resilient. Leicester, again, new combinations on the court to a certain degree. Wheeling's not there, which is a massive difference in relation to floor spacing. So it means they've got to go a little bit more one on one. Um, They're not really having much success. Well, they've really kind of stopped really throwing the ball. And Nelson Henry, he's not getting the many touches at all, and they haven't really got a screen and real guy going. So it's so it's kind of down to loving in Jackson to make shots and make plays at the end, and they tried to. 44 seconds to go, and Nelson makes the shot. Then I think Love steps on the sideline, doesn't he?
0: Well, we couldn't see it, could we? There's he somebody said, yeah, sat on exactly the front row, so we don't know. But uh, that was what was uh, called. What his, was called yeah. his, his reaction suggests he didn't agree with that. But then you don't really look at your feet, do you, when you? got. I mean, ball. Did, yeah, uh, I,
1: what I will say they there generally ones, that, you know, if you're a ref, you really don't want to call that. unless. You yeah, know.
0: yeah, unless you yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Uh, 18 seconds to go. Rams around the screen misses a three. Um, so Leicester have the ball, a shot clock switched off and a, and a shot to shot to win and Jackson gets to the top of the key has Cook there so he ends up having to sort of turn around and, and fall away and it, it's one of them where it hits the front of the rim and goes up in the air and some days those drop back down and in and some days they drop, drop um, forward and out I mean he's a very high
1: percentage i back a little bit I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with Ramsey's shot Mm. Um, you know, Ramsey hasn't struck me as that kind of killer knockdown three-point shooter and he pulled up off a screen, you know, they've given Nelson the ball for about six consecutive possessions and Nelson mm. was in a rhythm, mm. you know, and they've been getting Nelson the basketball. I'm not quite sure. You know, this is the push-me-pull you having a new guard come mm. in all the time, you know. I thought that was a bad shot, a bad decision for Sheffield at that point in time, you know, for me, Nelson has to have the basketball at that point point. Um, and they have to do what they're doing. Um. And yeah, and then then they play good defense. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they basically play yeah. good defense. They made um, Zach Jackson shoot a tough shot. You know, Ben And if you look at this, you know, you know, it's not like football whereby the best team often loses. I always think yeah. that the best team wins because it's got most points. You know, it doesn't really matter how well you've played. It doesn't matter how wonderfully you've thrown the ball around the court or how yeah. you know, you know how, how nice it looks or anything like that. Generally, the best team wins because it makes the most plays and the most adjustments. I thought Sheffield were really, really good in this game. Mm, mm. Um, um, They defended diligently. Matiba chopped his rotation down, which helped him. Mm. Um, You know, Rettino was, again, a little bit more aggressive off the dribble. Kipper Nichols was, you know, took over from Coke and was scoring the basketball, Mm. and they couldn't really guard him. Leicester's bench struggled, and Rob was searching you know, he had boomed in the first half. He had Walsh in the second half. koya played a bit. Menzies started but never came back after each of the two halves. Um, Connor dropped in a little bit. Kimball's playing the point. Kimball's playing the two. You know, and Leicester are just a little bit of a little bit in flux. They've got a few moving moving parts, and the, and the biggest problem was and, and not aided in the first.
0: 12th. Yeah, not aided in the first half. But they, that by the fact they hadn't got Whedling and Jackson got a couple of early fouls. So they... Yeah, you
1: know my you know my logic on that. Yeah, I no, let them play. Um, yeah. uh, you know, let them play. It's tough because but Rob's probably thinking actually. I can't let him play because I haven't got Wheelan.
0: Wheeling. And you know, and having him in the fourth quarter make those threes is what, what potentially game, could have won. Them yeah,
1: that's right. So, you know, it's always, you know, it's, you, the, the gambler who rolls the dice and wins, yeah. remembers the gambler who rolls the dice and loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, If that
0: man, last shot drops in, then it was a genius move,
1: isn't genius it? Move. Yeah, it was, it was a good play. But, um, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, Sheffield, well, I mean, it's remarkable. It's their second win in 11 games um you know what a a place to win and they get a win on the floor that they generally don't win Mm. um so they can move forward i mean it'll be interesting to see last time
0: they won there they beat you onward
1: all right boom boom. um it would be interesting to see what happens with flowers because he's you know he didn't play and i don't i don't necessarily see him as being kind of the guy who's going to be waving a towel on the bench from what i've seen of him Mm. if he's not playing so they're gonna have a decision to make there i think either he plays and you get to get something out of him or or it or it's a you know a Donovan Johnson kind of addition by subtraction thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um Leicester, they got to, they got to try and get, you know, ultimately, you know, they're gonna to need to have a they got to look at the playoffs now because obviously mm. the trophy's gone, they're probably not going to win the league, I think we can say. Yeah. Um so they've got to look at acclimating love. Mm. You know, basically their season, you know, without high level point guard performances, um mm they're not going to they're not going to win the playoffs mm. i think that's probably that's probably my i would put it now the tr- the problem is that they've got somebody who's been playing a high playing at a high level at the point guard spot in mckenzie mm. um but who's also you know a real kind of before um when they had thornton who was also a real impact player off the bench for them mm. as well and I, I don't think, I mean obviously it's not sustainable for McKenzie to be starting at the two because Whelan's going to be starting at the two mm. so I mm. kind of forget that. So the question is, do, is, is Love going to be going to earn the starting point guard job? And they may have to go through some growing pains to find that out. Mm. But the only way they're going to find it out if he plays yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're stuck. He's stuck. Rob's stuck in that position of, well, actually, at this point in time, we're a better team with Kimball running the point and playing thirty-four minutes. Mm. But that team only has a ceiling of this high. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Part of the guy on the bench, and I need to get us to this high if we're going to look at actually trying to win that. And I think they got stuck in that a little bit in this game. So yeah, they've got they've got some they've got some holes, and he was reaching for 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 players and, and as I say, you know, they got to get more of the centre spot. Hmm. You, know, Cook, you know Menzies you know Men- Menzies is you know there's one guy in the league that Menzies should be able to defend a little bit better it's Cook
0: to be fair to uh, to be fair to him Cook was hitting those hook shots from a lot further out than he was he but went. I just think that so the this part made... of me goes mm, that's a pretty good shot there
1: yeah Oh, it was but was yeah, it yeah. once the has got made two or three yeah you know, I like get, it makes a two or three, at that point, you know, you stop catching the basketball yeah, yeah. right out there. You're really, he's going at you at that point. Mm. And at that point, you've got to say, okay, no more. Um, And you know, he never came back in to play against anybody else. So it wasn't yeah, like, okay, yeah. we'll give you a shot when Del Pesce's in the game or anything like that. He was in, he was starting, he's in that starting lineup to eat up some of those minutes to yeah. guard the team's starting centers. Yeah, so he either yeah. got to be able to do it or he, or he can't. Now, okay, Cook's done that with multiple people this yeah, year. Yeah, so
2: yeah,
1: you know, yeah. it's not a knock on him uh, to a certain degree. You know, it's not saying, oh, you can't do it. But there has to be something more out of him than that to eat yeah, it. Yeah. Those minutes. That's the point. And maybe they'll get it. Maybe they won't. But it's, you know, it's not, It's one thing if he's, he's been asked to guard Rashad Assar, mm. you know, which is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, than Bennett Koch, Cook. Bennett Koch's a big body. He's technically skilled. Um, he has nice touch. Um, but he's I meant he's got two two centimetres on him and he shouldn't be like you shouldn't be backing him down. And if he's shooting float as well, you have gotta make him dribble a basketball and then you know if he beats you a different way. But anyway, so they've got stuff to figure out. Um I think they will figure it out, I think that but um be interesting to see how they handle actually the, the the rather unusual concept for Leicester of actually not really having that much to play for. Mm. You know yeah, yeah uh, going yeah, yeah. down the stretch yeah, yeah. i are so used to being right in the mix of it all the time yeah a slightly different kind of mindset almost as a coach you've almost kind of got to take you your foot off the pedal a little bit because you can't sell to your players that you know game 32 in a 36 game season to finish second or third in the league mm is it is it a vital crucial yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah. must win game because when you when you have to win the the the, the, the um the the season takes over itself yeah, you know, yeah the urgency is created by what you're competing for and they've never really had the situation like this so even if they're in the trophy final, they could say right we gotta get playing better so we're picking in the final but yeah, we're not yeah. about that yeah. so they're just like everybody else so that'd be interesting
0: Jackson with 18, Mackenzie 15, Loving 13, Lester 4 23 from 3 point range. Nichols 8 of 12 for 19 points, Cook 9 of 12 for 18 points and Rotino 10.
1: Uh let's go. Right this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: First guy who got the season now. You yeah, like so yeah. should get you should get Skyhook points for Yeah, that. you
0: should, Yeah. Nice. Yeah, after Kareem lost his
1: leg. Yeah. Yeah. So up with this guy good yeah.
0: job. Uh, let's go to uh, Saturday. Uh, Surrey Scorch is 74, Cheshire Phoenix 93. A debut for uh, Maury Archibald. Hot start from the Knicks. All their usual stuff. Evans and Austin getting to the basket. The odd three in the 11 points up inside five minutes.
1: Yeah, so he started the first quarter and the third quarter pretty mm. busy. Yeah. Um, in the first quarter, they were able to pull it back. And in mm. the third quarter, they weren't. Mm. Um, difficult. I mean, Archie, obviously, Daniels has gone. Archie Bold, first impressions, pretty solid. Mm -hmm. More of a combo, certainly not a point guard, but so it's actually someone who kind of fills in what Daniels was doing for them, probably with a bit more off the dribble. Um, Good three point shooting stats, has to load it up, so I don't think he shoots many bad ones, so I think that's probably why his percentage is high, but um, also has kind of a nice little. Pull up as well. So I think he's gonna help them. I'm not sure he's gonna increase their ceiling tremendously, but he's gonna help them. Um and I thought this game was again, you know, uh, frustrated by sorry, I've said that every week, but mm. I'm frustrated by the lack of desperation in their play. Um, I thought they they the way that they defended Will Neighbor was instructive, and that they really didn't. Mm. Um, you know, and the only way, you only have to do one thing to defend Will neighbor. primarily, you know, in the scouting report, which is, you know, you get into his airspace before he can shoot the basketball. Mm. Obviously, Cheshire are doing stuff to prevent people doing that, like flares, off screens, and all sorts of stuff. So they're, make, they're not going to make it easy for you. So you have to be ultimately committed to it, to take away that catch and shoot. Make him go down low, bang him around a bit in the post. If he makes a tough two-point shot on you, you'll live with it. You know, he might make them; that's fine, but you're going to make him earn his points. I didn't think they did that. I didn't think they defended the three point line with any real um, gusto all night. Um, and they came back into the game with some offense. Um, they started Kyle Carey in this game with a two, which again is, is kind of another lineup change. You know, Wang at the three, um, Ryan Martin and Chicken Johnson. Boban came in, gave them a bit of energy. Um, Dobbs appears to have disappeared off the earth. I don't know mm. if he's still there or not, but he's not been playing. I don't know if he's injured. He's not been announced as being injured. He hasn't played for months. I've just no idea what's going on with him at all. Theo came back to played 15 minutes, you know, does what Theo does, knock down, knock down some shots. Um, but they just look like a team without they didn't have the collective purpose that Cheshire had, I thought, in that war in the second half. Mm. Austin and Evan, Austin and Evans. Um, are remote or relentless. Mm. Yeah, Offensively yeah. Or defensively. They're not probably the most, I wouldn't say they're the most intrinsically talented backcourt in the league, but they're everywhere. Mm. You know, and they get that and when Evans is making shots, and in this game, yeah, he did. Like he did on Sunday against Newcastle, he mm. made shots. Yeah, now he's yeah. only shooting 23% or 25% from the season for the three. But when he's making them, he becomes a heck of a tough cover because yeah. he's, um He's, a conf- he's an irrational confidence guy, you know, it's yeah. going on, yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. who yeah. So, um, I, I thought they kind of dominated the game in the third quarter, and that kind of took it away from... from.
0: Um... Yeah, so it went Archibald, three Evans, three Evans to the rim, Evans to the rim, and one. Um, they scored the first 13 points of the fourth quarter to 64-78, all told, from the last minute of the third, there was a five-minute spell where they scored 18 of the 20 points that were scored, and went from... One point up 64 65 to 66 83, and that was that was basically. Well, they do the ball have then. this,
1: you know, they do have this ability because yeah, they score they transition. we are talking about yeah. it, yeah. know, they score and transition, and the guards, if you're not in the help side, the guards will get a step on you and the will attack mm. the rim. Mm. And then they, they're, they're a nicely put together team because Jack mm. kind of fits him because he's a, a lower usage scorer. Mm. Neighbor and Teague, we've talked about as being kind of spacers. Mm. um austin being you know being relentless and then all the other guys come off the bench and, and and play within their roles um so you know it didn't surprise me that they won this game sorry again who's the man um you didn't you didn't see that in this game you know, um Lawrence is back starting. He didn't play the last two and a half minutes of the, the overtime game because he was injured, but he's back starting now. Mm. Um, you know, this time it was Carey at the two. Basumber is still handling the basketball and basically Chester are playing 20 feet off him. Um, so he has to step up and start knocking down shots. You know, if he wants to be a point guard in the BBL, he can't be allowing teams to play 10, 12 feet off you, mm. you know, and challenging you to shoot. You know, there's Probably only one guy who's ever managed to get away with that, and that's Callum Jones. And that's because Callum is so crafty in relation to everything else he does, and because mm-hmm. he also has a, a 15-foot shot, which yeah. doesn't um so Luke Brazumber is gonna you know is gonna have to find a way of enticing the defender to, to get out to him because he can't just play in transition all the time. You know, he's gonna have to he can get to the rim on anybody, but you have to have somebody in front of you to be able to get to the rim on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um and so that kind of doesn't really fit. Um, you know, bringing obviously, um, Josh Steele's been a, a, a kind of a positive point for them, yeah, you he know, has, yeah. the young guy who's talented, um, disciplined, um, uh, knocks down threes. Um, so you know, he has, I think they're gonna have to find a, a role for him, but I, I my impression was sorry it's just that they're done. I'm sorry, I just, you yeah. know, I've never done. I, I watched
0: know. this, I didn't watch this live. Um, I watched it back this morning and it was one of those where it just, obviously I already know what the score is when I'm watching it back, mm. but they do look like a team. I was I was reminded of what you said last week of, I don't know how they bounce back from that. They did look yeah. like a team that was just yeah. waiting yeah. for the other to have a run. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it,
1: it, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of hope in what mm. they do as opposed to certainty. Yeah. A lot. Of them, there's no force behind what they do, and, and Johnson. You know, it's, it's tough. They've changed a lot of players, and they've lost the they've lost the point guard who, who you know in, in in Taylor. Um, obviously Jalen Ray wasn't playing in this game either, was he? If he was, I can't remember. I don't think he was. Um, I haven't realised that until now. So that's why Kerry started. So, so he's been he's injured again. So that's another thing. So you're constantly juggling plates like that. Mm. Um. You know, but there, there there comes a time whereby you know that, that doesn't cut it if we're near standing there stroking it stroking yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't cut it. You know, there's you know you can play it with more effort than that, and and um, the efforts are the closeouts, the defensive movements, the the extra steps that you take, the, extra, the diving on the floor. That's the stuff that I just don't see enough off from them, and that's why I don't think that it's recoverable for them.
0: Mm. Uh, Martin, 17.7 rebounds. Wang, uh, 12 points, although 3 of 14 shooting. Uh, Steele, 3 of 3 from behind the arc for 11. Uh, Evans, 10 for 16 shooting, twenty five point six assists, 3 steals. Austin, 17.6 rebounds, Jack, 14. Uh, Archibald on debut with 10 points, 4 of 6 shooting, 14 and a half minutes. They were 11 of 29 from 3-point range. Let's go through so their defense carries on to at least the yeah, semi final. Yeah, that was the
1: other reason. I mean, they, oh, they were there last year, so the three or yeah. four, and they've they, so they know what it was, yeah, last, yeah, they yeah. know how important it was last year, they yeah, know what yeah. a big triumph it was last yeah, year. Yeah, you no, know, that's probably you know, that's probably the highlight of some of those guys' careers
2: because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
1: they don't win. Th- you know, yeah, people have to remember that all these players that you're seeing in that you're seeing in the, in the BBL, the vast majority have well, virtually everybody has not won anything in college.
0: Yeah. I'm sure Larry Austin said that was the first trophy he'd won. Yeah. Roy
1: Glasgow, Glasgow, mm. Glasgow, when we won the trophy in 2019 against yeah. Soland, he said that's the first trophy I've ever won. Mm. I mean, he's, he had a four-year career at Virginia military. Mm. He'd been played pro three, four, five years.
2: Yeah.
3: You
1: know, first trophy to ever won. And not because the reality is that there's very few winners in college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Then before that, they're in high school and, well, that, even the high school is horrendously competitive. Yeah, yeah. You know? So to be a state winner in that is unusual, and those guys yeah. generally aren't playing the BBL. So, well, I interested. was
0: tagged into a tweet from uh, from um, uh, I was about to say James Steve Steevir about who how many people had won a high school state championship, and I didn't know the answer to it, but some yeah. of the other people tagged in did, and there weren't many. There weren't many.
1: I remember actually we won the won the league for thirteen fourteen Malik Cook. Played at South mm. Carolina. He said that's our thing. First time I've ever won anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bar at Sorry Sports Park. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Wow. Because you, you, you think these guys are so they're all so talented. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah skilled,
1: yeah. but you know the opportunity to actually.
0: Yeah. Put the problem with it. American sport is there's only ever one winner.
1: Yeah. It's very 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 yeah, very rare. You know know I mean,
0: it's you not know, well. It, like, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but yeah. but but actually.
1: The opportunities to to, to actually something yeah. are there, and that's that's what, another reason for keeping for, for back to your trophy round, um, mm. you know, for all that. So, you know, I thought they would that that kind of institutional knowledge of the victory of last year. I did think that would make a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Um, yeah. it did, and you know, Larry Austin in particular, I think, is motivated to go back and to do it again. Definitely, um, definitely, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, um,
0: uh, good for them, indeed. So let's go to Sunday's games. Plymouth City Patriots 89, Derby Trailblazers 99. Uh, no, Jawan Daniels. I think he was ill, I think Paul said. Uh, and indeed, that's but
1: what... then somebody else pointed out on Twitter that, that Will White had his shirt on with his name taped over.
0: No, oh, I hadn't clocked the number. No, I saw I'm the like name was bit, t- you know, taped over, but I didn't know, clock I the number. Say,
1: you know, as I say, you know, when, yeah. whenever you get into new one new player, two does a lot of shoulder shrugs, and yeah. three PJ hasn't got them on the bench mm. without any announcement. My, my my antennae are aroused. Yeah, 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 way, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not sure. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, we'll
0: see. So, so. Um... There was basically no stops for Plymouth at, at, at the beginning of the game. Smith was scoring. Uh, and Dietrich hitting shots. They were getting out in transition, and they were they had twenty four points after six minutes. Derby and 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 a, and a comfortable lead at sort of that eight to they ten playing, margin.
1: They were playing harder. Yeah. You know, let's be blunt. They were playing harder than than, than Plymouth. They they ran the floor. Smith was the first guy down the court every time. They ran, They 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 they're an accomplished offensive team. It's quite clear. You know, mm. played a little bit in the Leb Gold in Spain, so mm. you know he's a he's a proper point guard. Um and um, and obviously Smith's somebody we've known in this country for a long time. He was up mm. in Newcastle for years with Team Northumbria and Mark Stool. And you know, it's somewhat of a surprise that cause he did the same thing as Surrey last year in the trophy.
0: yeah he did yeah thirty six.
1: Um, it's something it's somewhat of a surprise that, that no one's, you know, picked him up in the BBL or or, mm. or or elsewhere, to be honest. The knock on him obviously he's only it's always been that like, he's saying, six four six five mm. as opposed to you know, six, seven, six, eight. But you know, if there was a guy at um that when we win the trophy against and travis charles was exactly the same you know he's
2: another yeah,
1: yeah. player <laughs> you know if you see it doesn't matter if you're only six six you know he struggled to guard cj gettys but most did yeah uh, but if you're gonna knock down a 15-foot jump shot with regularity you know that that can be a weapon that they use so in ebl he is basically an outwork and out a guy who outworks people he's um you know he runs harder he's, he's able to score the ball and because he's undersized it isn't quite as significant because they play at a fast pace, they get up and down. Rayfield mm-hmm. Thompson gets up and down. rugerman you know, runs the team. He triggers spots up in the corners, etc. You know, so they they're, they're good. And let's be honest, they're thirteen and two. So mm-hmm. this is uh, um, this isn't a kind of team of scrubs or a team mm-hmm. who's all jolly from Saint Mirren. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so that so and then you've got the problem for Plymouth. Two problems basically. One, the last time Plymouth won a game that wasn't against Saint Mirren was before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I it was December 18th. Since then, they've lost eight in a row, and only one, I think two of them have been by single digits. You know, the rest have been by double digits. So they're, you know, they've really struggled with the loss of Williams and Simons, as we've talked about before. Um, but then you have the added, added problem, which was that they all came off on a field good last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In London. And you know, it's great, you know, it's one of these, kind of in the NBA, they call them fake comebacks. Mm. You know, you're down by 25 and you come back to four and you don't quite cross it, but you think, oh, hey, we're getting somewhere, the momentum's in our favour. Well, you know, one of my, after one of my Ten Commandments in the BBL is that momentum is non, momentum between games is nonsense, mm. the any momentum is basic, momentum in between games is basically overconfidence, mm. right? So your you, overconfidence is something you need to avoid at all costs. You know, yeah, so time yeah. you're most vulnerable is when you've won multiple games in a row, or when you're feeling good about yourself and you're coming off things because you the, the little things that you, you would otherwise do, you don't do. Um, so that was, I think, why the obviously. Uh, they started different again. He started Gadsden, he started the three guards again with um Hawthorne. And Hawthorne played twelve minutes, had one point, which ain't great against Sneavield. No. Um, no. He, um he had to bring and then in the second half he had to start with I think Brandon. he was for
0: six or something. Yeah.
1: In the second half he had to start with Brandon and um and Bell instead. Um but um what it was was it was a shootout and, and Derby I I was obviously Derby's energy and their offensive execution was excellent. Mm. Um, defensively, you know, they threw a lot of things in there. They threw man in, they threw bits of zone in. You know, they, they had times kind of even moved back towards kind of locally kind of, oh, if you're going to make that shot, we'll live with it. Well, mm. so, you see, Dusha, you know, you better you might want to guard him. Mm. Um, so they didn't guard the three-point line. Um, they guard the three-point line that they were playing as a team who wasn't full of pro players, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that gave... Um, Plymouth away back into it, um, but ultimately, you know, Malcolm Smith was—he was like it. He was like it. Like, was like he was like watching kind of what Rashad Hassan does to all guys who are bigger than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: You know, which is get around the
1: basket and score. And Malcolm Smith probably yeah, yeah. gave up an inch to to Rashad Hassan. Mm. So it's the first time Rashad Hassan's probably been oversized at the center spot all probably mm. all season. And Malcolm Smith was just great, he just outworked. Yeah, he, he just outworked them, and he got to the rim and he attacked and he knocked down shots. And they played like it mattered. Yeah. And they yeah. played like they believed it mattered and they, they played like they believed they could win. Yeah. And it was their showpiece game. And it, you know, and they wanted to continue. And now they've got a home game game in the semi-final. And um Plymouth, I thought, you know, when when PJ brought Will White in with two and a half minutes to go, that was kind of the white flag, mm. you know. Um, sorry, that was a pun. Um
0: white flag yeah yeah got you got you got, you, got you, oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, you've just jumped old. through to the end you've missed all oh. of the game let me just run through the game here because you missed it all <laughs> dietrich may thompson Donaldson, uh channeling a bit of in a dipper there with the glasses on i thought Eric yeah Donaldson. yeah it, i'm and assuming it's this one is it
1: yeah it
0: is yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: absolutely.
0: Um, dip was much bigger, big bigger. bigger yeah yeah six, bigger. Seven, yeah but um yeah no it's a bit random i remember i remember sydney being born because random fact mm-hmm. uh, myself and dip both lived in the same flat not at the same time he was in there before me but For those uh, who remember, don't
1: know that's robert Donaldson. Rob- robert Don- donaldson yes yeah, a, robert um, donaldson. and uh, uh, mbl and probably early days bbl Legendary. Legend. Yeah. Player. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and pre
0: BBL as well. Cause he goes back yeah, to Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham in the, in the eighties as well. And I think it was,
1: and he was dipped because he, cause he should have a shoulder. He used to dip a shoulder. Is that right? Is that no, it wasn't yeah. it.
0: He, he was little dipper. It was his brother. Did his brother play in the NBA and he was the big dipper. And then right. Robert yeah, was James little Donaldson. dipper, James Donaldson. That's it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So well, he was, he was, cause, uh, James was seven foot or something. Though, was no, 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 no. <laughs> I think James was seven foot and and Dip yeah, was, was like great. six ten or something, so he yeah. was the little Dipper, oh, right, and uh, and uh, just everybody knew him as Dip. Um, So anyway, sorry for my. Yeah. It was just the glasses was like. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, the uh, so Derby are oh, fifteen ahead at halftime. They scored nineteen to zero on fast break points, by the way, in so the that's first the effort, half. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Effort yeah. In,
1: effort in intensity, yeah. You know, um, unacceptable.
0: Brandon, Dusha, Bell, uh, Dangakodo hit threes in the third quarter. They got it down to, to six and, and forced Derby, Matt sure into a timeout. Um, but then they sort of settled down a little bit, Derby, and, and, and regained the sort, their sort of equilibrium. Uh, Brandon then fouled out with 13 minutes to go. Um, Dusha and Gadson hit some threes, and again, it's back down to 168-71. But then Dietrich with the three on the third quarter. Buzzer makes it six. Dusha... Takes that back at the start of the fourth, but Derby then went on a 12 1 12 2 run to go from 71 74 to 73 uh, 86, and that was basically the game. I they thought did.
1: Derby did a great job in the fourth quarter because I thought the refs had a mad three minutes mm-hmm. at the end of the fourth quarter, and I thought they missed about three or mm-hmm. four calls on in, in Plymouth's favour. Um, it, it, albeit there was a, a rather strange makeup call when. Bell, Bell skied and blocked a, blocked the layup, which was called a foul for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, you could see there was at least, as I say, when you look, look at it, there was probably three calls which went against and which shouldn't have. And, you know, I was waiting to see if it cracked them, and it and it did the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they showed that, you know they, they, you know, they kept their composure, they kept their cool, and they played through. And I think it was an example of one of those teams that was actually just so locked in that it didn't really matter. You know, mm. they walked into that gym thinking we are going to win this game.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, you could say, you
1: it. Know, But that's not saying, that's not of confidence or arrogance, that's just kind of a group mentality.
2: Mm. You know,
1: when Raheem May Thompson is running back to block Issa Brown in transition, mm. you know, that type of thing, that is, you know, that is a mentality of, look, look we've got nothing to fear here, but we are going to win this game, mm. right? And when you have that feeling amongst your group, um, you can handle all sorts of um, breakdowns, you can handle all sorts of, Outside influences, all sorts of you know injustices, etc., because it, you're unshakable, right? You can't there are teams that don't have that, they think they have that, but then eventually yeah. they crack under the pressure.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um and you know, seeing, you know, look, Malcolm Smith basically be their leader and saying Ryan mm. Ryan Brugman ran this game mm. offensively. I mean, he got to wherever he wanted, he had 20 yeah, nine, yeah. he got to the pull-up pull-up jump shot when he when he let you know, he's one of these guys that when he's lined up to shoot it the whole everybody on the bench was hands were in the air because they knew it was going in yeah Uh, you know he absolutely offensively he just controlled it and they got the ball to to smith they threw it ahead so they weren't playing conservatively you know they weren't scared to shoot the ball it was basically struck me as being a i would say well uh, i mean i would say they uh, were they were offensively they were certainly a bbl level team hmm. defensively i'm not sure they are no Uh, down on size um, but, but if they, you score ninety nine points and you play that hard, yeah, you know, then you can make up for a lot. I think over yeah, a yeah, yeah. Of the season, I think yeah. they would need a little bit more size um, and probably a little bit more off the dribble. But Plymouth are in a difficult place, as I say, they haven't won a meaningful game since before Christmas. Yeah, uh, the you know the whole the Daniels thing is slightly unusual. The um, just the, the 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 vibe around them isn't isn't good at this no. point. And um, you know they're, they're probably and as I say apart from they had their, their fate come back against London really they've had nothing to shout about. Right.
0: So and and Derby will have looked at the game uh, on 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 Friday night and gone London are out here we've got a home game against Caledonia whose away record isn't great in our little gym. Yeah,
1: but you know to get there tell them not to get there before too early. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> but but they will go and they'll go well Solent
0: got to the final a couple of years ago why can't we?
1: Well they can because offensively, yeah, yeah. offensively yeah, they're yeah. at that level and they're exactly, playing like yeah. the gym where they're hungry yeah. Now they having, now what I will see is you know
0: the other impressive thing it worth noting actually is they played on Saturday night uh, at Westminster uh, one by twenty, um twenty-one. So they're on the back of a of a back to back uh on the short turnaround with the early tip off and, and and yet they didn't look they didn't look like that in the fourth quarter. Sometimes teams no, would, that's
1: right, yeah. I have to see, you know, I'm I'm gonna come back to them again, you know. You know, Malcolm Smith, I mean, he, he, if you looked at some of the guys in the BBL who think they're in shape, mm. you look at Malcolm Smith, he is in shape, mm. you know, and he, he doesn't look like the guy I saw five years ago, I'll be honest, in relation to, you know, the, the way he's looked after his body as a professional, um, you know, and no, I just think there's a, you know, sometimes playing the night before in a warm-up game can kind of help you a little bit as well. Yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. say, sure you threw in some zones and, and some mm. stuff. The only thing I'd say about Caledonia is, yeah, okay, now you've got Patrick Taffy, Yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Jeremiah Bailey and Harry. And Ali, um, and Ali yeah, Fraser. Yeah, they're yeah, uh, yeah. all Even Bailey is probably taller than any guy on your team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe outside of, maybe, yeah. Raheem. But, you know, you know so they're going to have an issue with size. And they're probably not going to be able to run on Caledonia the way they ran on Plymouth. Yeah. But that gym, you know, as they were playing yeah. there, the yeah. lines on the court, it's it's loud, yeah, yeah. It's a good place to play. Uh at home, they used to play there, It'll be a massive game. Uh, you know, I hope we'll get the cameras on it. Uh, I assume that there will be. Yeah,
0: they yeah, they did the um they did yeah. the Wales games. Oh, so. yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. um,
1: so no, no credit to them. Why not? I mean, yeah. look, at the end of the day, Sheffield, Cheshire. And um Caledonia are our mid-level BBL teams this year. Mm. You know, um so when I say mid-level, that's that's basically four to seven, you know, mm. four to eight. Um so there's no reason why a you know highly motivated, you know, talented um MBL team can't can't take them. There. This is what we've always had. We've always had these four or five teams in MBL who on one off occasion and possibly even more than one off occasion can compete. And as I've said multiple times before, it's a it's a failure of the Basket professional basketball system and the structure yeah, below yeah. the BBL that they've not been able to develop, um, with assistance from the authorities into clubs that can you know properly employ teams on a professional basis. Mm. You know, they should be able to do so. They've got everything else that is there. You look, the coaching is there, mm-hmm. the um, the, the depth is there. You know, Jonas Dietrich is a good basketball player, Brueggemann, mm. and you know these are good players. Mm. Uh, Raheem Thompson could still be playing the BBL there would be reasons mm. why but personally I'm sure why he's not um but you know it's not that far away from but you can't expect them to be running a pro-organization if they're going to play at places like Westminster in front of 30 people mm. and that's the failing of the beat that's the failing of basketball England you know the, the in relation to developing a, a meaningful second division in our country we don't have it
3: and um, we have meaningful
1: clubs. Yeah yeah yeah. clubs. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we have meaningful clubs at the top. But then we've got kind of a, a mishmash of universities and and um, clubs which play in front of very, very few players. Very, very yeah. few
0: players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dusha, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Sound 10 of 14 for 25 points and 10 rebounds. Gadsden, 12 points. Smith, 36 points and five rebounds um, coming into this game. He averaged 20 points a game in the BBL trophy. So that will have gone up um, Bruggerman, 22 points, nine assists and four steals and Dietrich 15 points and five rebounds. Final game of the day, Cheshire Phoenix 65 London Lions 86. No Larry Austin uh, due to a uh, hamstring problem. Zubcic uh Kufos, uh, were back for the lions. Thought this was gonna end nil-nil at the beginning there. Nobody could score oh. in the first two or three minutes of the uh of the game. Then Nelson uh got the scoreboard ticking, pushing it out to a a fifteen six lead in favour of London.
1: Yeah Zubchich so and Koufos were back and you could also argue that best in Nelson.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharma yeah, yeah. Um
1: yeah, um look London are London do have a Middle row of games coming up. Coach mm. said he's right. Um, they didn't start Nelson in this game. They started Solowade, mm. which again is another change. So, you know, and obviously they don't have Taylor to calm everybody down to sort things out. and They don't have Decker to basically be their cheat code and bail them out mm. whenever there's a problem. So against that background, they're going to have to play properly. They're going to have to play well to beat teams. They can't just roll up and and, and expect to win. Um, and Cheshire, in Cheshire, are tough. Mm. Albeit they're not as tough without Larry Austin, no question. And, and the reality was in this game, Archibald had to play more, and um, because Austin wasn't playing, and that hurt them because Archibald's only been there two weeks, and London's a difficult, different team to come up against than Surrey on the Saturday night. And so obviously they played on the Saturday night as well. So mm. so that all kind of adds in. Um, London looked out of rhythm early, um, out of singing and you probably understand that because their point guard isn't playing. Um, and, you know, there, there, there comes a time whereby, you know, even in the NBA, you know, these guys play 82 games, but they generally have a fairly set starting starting routine, starting. Mm-hmm. And London just don't. I mean, they just don't. It's every, every day is a different group. And what they're hoping for is both their talent and their depth can, can kind of handle the lack of cohesion that that causes. It doesn't matter, we don't need to have the same starting fire every week because we've got so much talent and so much depth that that's going to win out in the end. Mm. You know, say they've got 15 players, every other team in the league has got eight players, they've got 15. Eight or nine players and they've got 15. Um, I say that, pro players, you know. Um, so that, that's the way they've decided to do it. Um, but it made for quite a bitty first half and, and um, you know, Jamel played competitively and was, was aggressive. And Cheshire got into a little bit of rhythm when Evans was able to attack, uh, and Otrerbia gave them something inside. But London, the impression in the first half was that London never got out of second gear. Mm. I thought the coach was a little bit tetchy, To be honest, he got a couple of calls he didn't like. We had a couple of you know these are those raised eyebrow moments from Zubchick and Huban. Mm. And to be honest, you look back and they were both good calls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know elbow up on the on the spin moving. Uh, her band on the screen pushed whoever at uh, Jamel into the, the guy who was setting the screen. They're both you look back, they're both good calls, but you know, if you if you looked at the players' faces, you would think that, you know, they'd just been, you know, wrongly accused of a, a serious sexual offence, you know. Um or anything, you know, it's just, just it was like a bewilderment. What? Mm. what? could happen. And um and then the coach was doing the double teapot pot a bit, you know, mm. with it. Two hands on the side, all of that, and getting in and getting the refs. So it, you know, and obviously Soko's still not there. Mm. So you know, so your one game punishment for team suspension has mm. now now gone into three games. And let's be honest, he's a captain.
2: Mm.
1: You know, so that that means there's there's a little bit of stuff going on there in the background. Decker isn't there, so he's obviously only having his weather well, mid mid season break. Um, I know he's injured, but he, you know, he's not traveling with the team. He wasn't on the mm. bench. It's always interesting to look who's on the bench, mm. dressed and not dressed, and who's there and who's not, you know? So you know, I get the feeling that they might have got to that point in there, and it may be some of the fallout from Friday. Uh, it may be whereby kind of the plate spinning has got just a very little bit more a little bit more complicated than they really wanted or needed it to be, mm. which is causing a little bit of added stress, to which my response is tough you caused it. Yeah. Mm. Um, then I thought, you know, even midway through the third quarter in this game, they were really
0: out of sync. So, so Cheshire had a 12-4 finish to the first half to cut the gap to one point. And then yeah. uh, as you say, in the third quarter, uh, London's still not quite with it. And I was actually wondering whether they were whether this was an opportunity for Cheshire to get to get a win that that actually doesn't really matter to London because they're so far clear of Leicester yeah. and Bristol, but would matter to to Cheshire, Cheshire given, given where they are in the standings and the teams that are are behind them uh, and Cheshire with 3 minutes to go in the third quarter were up 6 51 uh 45 but then London scored the last nine points of the third quarter uh, period and the first 18 points of the fourth uh, quarter best had 11 in quick succession so it went from 51 45 to 51 72 and and Ben Thomas had called two timeouts in the fourth quarter before they managed to score.
1: Well, it was Best, Nelson. And, mm. and by the way, both of those guys are born at the moment. Mm. They're really playing high-level basketball, both mm. of them. You can see it in Luke Nelson's confidence shooting it. Mm. You can see it with Aaron Best as well. But more than anybody, was Josh Sharma. Mm. Um, you know, Josh Sharma, the guy who you know wasn't on the court to guard Patrick Tappy at the end of the Glasgow game because mm. he wanted a six foot four, 29-year-old, a chance to prove himself. Um, He basically dominated the fourth quarter and mm. part of the third quarter. At both ends, he blocked shots, he changed shots. He dunked the ball in every different way you could imagine. Mm. Um, They locked down. And Cheshire, to be fair, the problem that they had was when 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 Evans wasn't in the game, then Austin wasn't in the game either because he's hurt. You're putting the ball in the hands of Archie Bald, mm. and then you've got a kind of mismatch of lineups with Ulf in there who hasn't played that much. and was a new guy doesn't know his teammates and, and um, and then they miss a few shots as well. um so they're searching for line mean, against London, you know it only takes five minutes, doesn't it and, and the whole mm. thing is gone, but I thought Sharma was absolutely outstanding, you know mm. you, know, you know, it, it, in this and yeah, the guards the different you know, the the reality is London have got this point without Taylor, they got four guards right mm. they got, got um. Nelson, Best, Solowade, and Caboza.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, and Solowade is a solid defensive-minded point guard who needs scorers around him, basically, and will knock down shots occasionally when he when he when he's feeling it. And um, Caboza is a young attack guard, but he is very very raw at this point in time. You know, if Marcus Evans sees him, and you know that he is an opportunity for other teams in the BBL, because to be honest, if he's playing, it means that Nelson and Best aren't playing. Mm. Mm. That doesn't mean he can't do it. But it means that you know that the other guys are looking at them, thinking, "Okay, well here we go. Here's my goal now." And then you have Nelson and Bess. and they are, you know, entirely different when Nelson and Best are in the game because they are high level players, and they space the court and they know where their shots are coming from. Um, there was a um, couple of things on the refs. Um, it happened again. I'm not happy. You know, the uh, you know the the likes I'm calling. I'm co- I'm complaining about on the little fast break touch fouls. Mm. Someone's going to step under somebody when they're shooting and take away their landing space. That's the most dangerous play in basketball. You've got to start calling that unsportsmanlike. You know, there's too many times.
0: My my, my my pushback on that is I don't think it's in the rules for them to do that. It it yeah, right. is Euroleague, Eurocup changed the rules. Right. Last last year or the year before, at the request of the coaches, by the way. Um yeah, right to, too... to to call that as an unsportsmanlike uh foul. But it's not in the rules. In the well, fields. I stand
1: by. Well, in that case, you're doing a good job there, sticking up for them, because um, that needs to be changed. Um, because it just, you know, it, it's, you know, firstly, it takes it takes away the risk of injury, but mm. secondly, it also, you know, takes away doubt as to flops, because mm. if people aren't in people's landing spaces and they're still falling over, well, it's pretty clear it's not a foul. It's a yeah. flop.
2: You know? yeah.
1: Um so it just needs to change. I, I, I that, there's multiple times in this game, both teams, um Cheshire primarily, but both teams, whereby um the foul wasn't the foul and the jump shot wasn't in the air on the contact. Mm. The foul was on the ground, mm. taking away the space. And that to me, that, that that that's a scourge that needs to be ironed out of this. That we need to get rid of it because I don't want to see good players breaking their angles. Um but outside of that, London, you know, London. They were wobbly. They were wobbling. But to, be, to give them credit, um, you know, the guys did what they were meant to do in the fourth quarter. And, and as I say, Sharma, my best, and um, Nelson in particular, um, showed a real appetite for for playing. You know, and, and all you can think of is what if.
0: Mm. Indeed. Uh, Cheshire's first score was five and a half minutes uh, into the fourth quarter. Uh, fast break run out. They were outscored 32-14 in the in the fourth quarter as London uh, made the final scoreline look very comfortable, which it hadn't looked likely to be with 13 minutes to go. Uh, Teague with 14 points, Ocherobia 10, Anderson 10 and 9, Nelson 21 and 9 assists, uh, Sharma 17 points and 12 rebounds and Best had 11. So London go to 18 and 2 and Cheshire drop to 12. And twelve, both still in first and, and fourth places respectively. But obviously, nobody else played league games, so there's no real point going through all the standings yeah. since then. But all four teams in the in the trophy semi final will feel uh, and and validly feel that they have a really good chance to win something.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know ultimately None of them have got there um, the easy way, which is nice. Sheffield mm-hmm. win at Leicester. Um Glasgow beat you know, beat London, you know, Plymouth Derby go down to Plymouth after playing at Westminster and winning the BBL team's floor, you know, and probably only Cheshire who who um enjoyed the um the comfort of the away game at Surrey. Mm. Um you know, but even then you've got to go away from home in the BBL and win any any, any teams. Mm. So no, I mean, and yeah, it's 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 a hell of an argument for keeping it. Mm. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's a, there's not you know a hell of an argument for keeping it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I just you know, London got 16 league games left. I get that they've got four European games left, maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven, or maybe eight. Mm. But you know, probably between four and five, one would have thought. Um, so they've got you know still got 21 games left, and it's now the 14th or the 10th of February, and they finish at the end of April. So. They got twenty odd games in sixty odd days, sixty-five, maybe not, no, seventy-five days, um, which is tough. But that's you know, the the last four aren't going to matter if they do what they're meant to do. Mm. You know, or they might pick or choose one or two in between, which don't matter. They've yeah, got yeah. a set full yeah, of kids playing in the NBL who can move up if they want to, Then yeah, you yeah. know, the league might say no, but I would say, well, given that they run the league, I don't know if that's going to happen mm. Um, No, they don't run the league but, you know No, I'm, no, no, no. Um, And so, what, two games? Two more games? The trophy? That, that's going to break the back of your season? Mm. Give me a break
0: Sorry, I think I'm back. There we go. And before <laughs> we go into another hour of Sunday night breakdown, I think we're going to call it a, a day for this week, and we will be back with you next Sunday. So have a great week, whatever you're doing, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys.